coming up in this episode of the KitCast, can a couple survive on Bitcoins alone, the sun cooks your food, and a space gun that you can customize yourself. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find some pretty cool crowdfunding projects. And I am excited because today Drew again is back, so... Welcome, Drew. I'm excited to see you here again. Yeah, you. It's always fun. Plus, we got in a special episode, so we're kind of going to do everything in a little bit of different order. So let me introduce Austin Craig. He's actually running a crowdfunding project. So Austin, how are you doing? Doing great. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. All right. Since I know you got you got to kind of jet real quick. So how about you kind of tell people a little bit about your crowdfunding project that you're doing? All right. Well, we launched yesterday. The project is for a documentary film about an experiment that my fiance and I are going to do right after we get married. We're getting married in about a month. And when we get back from our honeymoon, we're going to hand over our wallets, including credit card, debit card, uh, cash, and even our cell phones to a film crew. And from that point on, for the next 90 days, she and I will only use for every personal expenditure, Bitcoin. We won't use any American dollars or credit. Everything, every living in necessity, furniture or transportation or groceries or gas is going to have to be purchased or found some way through Bitcoin. That, that sounds really, really interesting. So what kind of um, gave you guys the idea to do this using Bitcoin? Uh, the idea came up in a conversation with a friend. He's been hyper interested in Bitcoin, has been consuming everything he can about it. And I've known about Bitcoin for a while, but relative to this guy, I'm, I'm a newbie. I'm a total novice. He's really deep into it. And he's been considering the notion of a lot of objections to Bitcoin are saying that, well, this isn't a real currency. It's just something that hackers and drug dealers use. Could you really use this for everyday transactions? I don't think it really qualifies unless you can use it regularly. Um, so his idea was, well, what if somebody really did use this for everything? Uh, but he's got six kids, so I don't think he's going to try it. <laughs> yeah. We considered who might be able to give that a shot, and I, me and Becky, my fiance, we kind of rose to the top of the pile as the most likely candidates. We don't have any kids. Uh, we both have pretty decent jobs, and uh, so we kind of have the, the elbow room to give this a shot, and we don't have much to lose. Um, okay, so can you actually explain to people at home, if they have not heard of Bitcoin, kind of the general idea of how Bitcoin works? Sure. Bitcoin is an all-digital currency, so we're used to having in our pockets... Uh, a Federal Reserve note, a bill, a dollar bill or a $5 bill or a $20 bill. And we all have credit cards and we all have debit cards that represent those same U.S. dollars and bills. But Bitcoin is different. It's independent of that. It just exists online. And uh, you can buy and sell Bitcoins just like you could exchange for a Canadian dollar or a Mexican peso or anything like that. But it's kind of the, the currency of the Internet, as it were. There, there's no central issuer. Uh, it's algorithmically limited supply, and so it can never really go into hyperinflation or anything like that. So it's this, <clears throat> it's this distributed peer-to-peer -peer currency. Transactions can be done privately. They're done directly, so there's not like... If I, if I did a transaction with you, Drew, right now, and we used PayPal, there are at least five groups involved. It's me, my bank account, PayPal, you, and your bank account. With Bitcoin, it's just right. me. Uh, so it's this really cool new technology, works a lot like cash, but it's purely digital. All right. So looking at your page right now, you're trying to raise, uh, is that $74,000 right there? Um, 70,000 total. 70, total. So 
Um, one thing that I really want to kind of make clear is that that money right there is not money that you're really going to be using during your excursion. It's to actually pay for this documentary that you guys are wanting to put together, right? Yeah, we're going to have a film crew with us for the, 30, uh, for the three months, for the 90 days. And they're going to be following us around and then they're going to be editing for months thereafter. And our hope is to have a really high caliber documentary that we can then distribute at film festivals and hopefully distribute online in places like Netflix, Hulu, and YouTube. Uh, we want this to be something that can be educational and help people approach this otherwise intimidating, technical, economic subject and have it wrapped in a human story. It's going to take a lot to get the production value that we want and to really craft the, the right film. We've hired a really fantastic film crew. It's a couple guys out of Salt Lake called The Good Line. They've done a lot of short film pieces, and have really put together beautiful work, but this is going to be their first feature-length uh, documentary. All right, so Laser and Norm in the chat room actually has a pretty good, interesting point. He says, given the government's currency scrutiny of Bitcoin, he says 90 days sounds a little risky. So do you have any kind of doubts or anything about that? Or, are you, or how do you kind of feel about that? Well, if the, the question is, do I have doubts or worries? The answer is absolutely. This is a huge unknown. I really don't know what's going to happen during those 90 days. You know, there's, there's a sandwich shop around here that takes Bitcoin, so I won't starve to death. Uh, and we know that there are people who would take Bitcoin for rent. But outside of that, you know, I have no control over legislative action or attempts that are made to, to control the Bitcoin ecosystem. But my guess is if that happens, it'll make for an all the more interesting documentary at the end of it all. All right. So um, one interesting thing I'm kind of curious about is like I, in your video, you mentioned that you're looking for shops and everything that have or that are taking Bitcoin. So how tough it was it just to even find that one shop that would take Bitcoin as a form of payment? Took a fair amount of, of Googling to figure out who would take Bitcoin, just searching online. Most of the users of Bitcoin right now are people who are very engaged online because it is an all digital currency. So uh, these, are, these are netizens. These are people who are really engaged with the web. So most of it you can find online. Um, but what we're hoping to do and what I found even so far within just two days being into the Kickstarter project is by putting this out there, we've gotten contacted from a lot of people within our own community here in Utah Valley who we never would have known were involved in Bitcoin. On Thursday, Becky and I are going to go check out a, a pretty medium-scale Bitcoin mining operation. Never would have come in contact with this guy otherwise. There are people here using it, but uh, it kind of takes something like this to, to rally everybody together. Wow, that, that's actually nuts because the funny thing is all three of us are in Utah, and you're probably the first person that I've seen in the wild actually talk about Bitcoin. Most people are like... Bitcoin? What in the world is that? So it's yeah. it's it's kind of crazy, and I'm I'm really interested to see kind of this community come out and see if they they're willing to kind of help you and go along this progress. So that's super interesting. So um, kind of to the other side of the crowdfunding thing, um, how's your experience so far after two days of launching? Like, have you finally gotten over the uh, need to just sit there and watch the page and <laughs> watch people kind of donate? Yeah, uh, I have a little bit, but there's still that compulsion to keep checking back and see how things have gone. The first day, before we launched, we'd done a fair amount of media outreach. We'd, we'd written different reporters that we know who are interested in Bitcoin, who have written about Bitcoin, and uh, tried to get their interest. And we had a pretty positive response. So the first day uh, after launch, we were doing interview after interview after interview. We were with a lot of the local stations, a lot of tech blogs, and certainly the, the Bitcoin-interested press, reporters and press outlets who have been covered, covering Bitcoin extensively. Um, so that 
we were expecting some media interest, but but that just took it out of me. I was exhausted after yesterday. <laughs> we did seven or eight interviews, um, and then today, I have a lot of family in town and have had a, lo- a lot of personal things to attend to. Thankfully, I've had those in place to pull me away from my computer. Otherwise, I would have this unhealthy obsession to keep staring at the screen, hitting reload, and and, and checking the updates. Yeah. So, speaking of your family, how did they kind of take this when you told them that you want to kind of try this experiment? Uh, they, they've responded very similar to everybody else. The first question is, what is Bitcoin? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and I guess I'm going to have to get pretty good at, at answering that question in understandable fashion and then explaining it succinctly and clearly. Uh, but they've been very supportive. They think it's really cool that we're doing this and, and want to contribute however they can, even if it's still, uh, kind of an unknown for them as to what's going on here. All right. So I have one last question to ask you. And um, if Drew has any after this is, do you have any kind of words of advice or any tips for people who are interested in starting their own crowdfunding project? Um, Any kind of words of wisdom for them before they embark this journey? Uh, Yeah. You know, from my own experience, I worked on a crowdfunding project last year to launch a product. And now we're doing this project for a documentary film. And uh, and, in, in doing this myself and in talking to other people who've done crowdfunding projects, I've found that getting support from a community and from your friends and family and from, um, from press and, and media influencers before launch is really critical, uh, much more so than a lot of people give it credit for. They think, I'm going to put this on my Kickstarter, and then if I build it, they will come. People will just start pouring in because my, my product or idea or my film or whatever my project is, is just so brilliant that it's going to snowball and uh, we're going to get huge overnight. I can tell you from personal experience, even doing a lot of outreach before the project launches and getting a lot of reporters and press outlets interested, getting a lot of support from friends and family, it is still an uphill battle. Uh, If you don't have the support of some kind of community at launch, you've got a really hard fight in front of you to get the funds necessary for your project. So my advice would be to be very engaged and uh, very talkative about your project prior to launch to get a community to get support however you can before putting it up because when that happens then you can have everybody jump in at once get some momentum going and that'll help propel the project even further you can't just throw it up and hope that it goes because more than likely it won't even get noticed uh, that, that's great advice because i see that a lot where people like i just get money right if i put it, i'm like no doesn't it's not like that that's it's almost you're trying to pitch to anybody who would be willing to listen to you. Um, yeah. Drew, do you have any questions for Austin? Well, I've got plenty plenty of questions for Austin, but not, not pertaining to this. This is just an amazing idea, but um, I think I would just add that um, my thoughts just on the project as a whole. I, I know the guys from Goodline, and, and I've seen a lot of their work. Uh, I guess from coming from the film side of things, I would add that it's expensive to make a documentary, so I was surprised to see that you guys were only looking for 70K, um, that's a that's a sm- that's a smidgen in the barrel to do like especially for for film festival type films. But I think this topic can take it, and I know that Austin and his personality and that human story that he's going to provide, I know that's going to take it far. So I'm excited to back this and to see it to see it grow and to follow the adventure as well. But knowing film, uh, these guys are going to do it right. Thanks, Drew. We've had we've had responses on both ends of that. We've had people saying like 70,000, what are you guys doing? We, you going around the globe or something? And we've had other people saying like just 70,000, right. make a film for that much. 
Right. Uh, the guys from the good line have given us a fantastic deal just because they're interested in the project. They want to be involved. And so thankfully we've had their commitment at such a bargain rate. Yeah. I was, I was going to say probably at a very, very good rate. Well, I'm excited for you and, and I'm excited that, that um, you got such great tips for Kickstarter. I, I'll, I'll back that up. I mean, it's like having your engine revving before you know the pistol goes off. That's how you gather that community so that when you pull the trigger, people jump in and that momentum keeps going. But, but, uh, uphill battle uh, i'm excited i'm excited for you and i will probably be watching it as uh, almost as much as you are drew that engine revving is a great analogy you mind if i borrow that one and use it you may you may, you may. <laughs> <laughs> all right austin um so here on the KitCast, we actually have a rating system where we say back track or sack personally drew's already said he's going to back it i say i'm go i'm going to back it because i'll give you three reasons one I'm really interested to find out what's going to happen with this experiment. Um, two, I think you're, you guys are awesome on camera. Just tell it, just seeing you guys in front of the video, just the little video you had on there. That was amazing. And you got a great crew. You're doing it right. Thank you so much to the film crew for using proper miking. Trust me, that drives me nuts on these Kickstarter videos. And number three, your local Utah project. And that's one thing that I love seeing is these little grassroots efforts that are coming especially from around here in utah because i love supporting other people from utah so that's the reason why i'm backing on there and um for everybody at home if you guys want to find it just search for bitcoin life on bitcoin on kickstarter or you can follow the link that's on ktdata.net or at the bottom of the screen right now um austin thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us um i'm super excited and of course drew over here always has the amazing connection so good luck on your crowdfunding project i'm really rooting for it and I'm really hoping we'll see this succeed. Me too. Fingers crossed. We've had great support so far, and I hope we cross that finish line. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Thanks, Thanks man. Austin. Take, Take care. care. Bye. All right. So now, Drew, let's kind of go back. Let's go roll it back because that was a cool project. And Yes. That, I, it's exciting. I, I never thought I'd see the day where I could do this show and we'd get guests and whatnot. <laughs> so I'm so, little... uh, that's that's fantastic. Austin is, uh, he, he's, he's brilliant. He's smart. He's one of those, uh, kind of a, opinion leaders, a thought leaders. He, he's constantly thinking about things and thinking about how to, how to make things better and, and if they're going to work, if they're not going to work. And so I, I, he's one of the people I follow, uh, religiously, I guess, you know, just kind of saying, what are his thoughts on this? And then I, you know, sometimes I, I have debates with him and I discuss things, but I really love his ideas. And this one just seemed perfect because of his personality and, and all that he's done in the, in the, uh, online video world. It's going to be exciting to see him be almost purely talent and to have a, a full crew to call him. I'm excited. So thanks for, thanks for, uh, let's, thanks for covering that one. Oh, that was amazing. Like I, I see, this is why I love having another person on here because I don't think I would have ever been able to find that project out there. And it's such a cool <laughs> idea. And that's kind of the thing is that there's so many crowdfunding projects out there that it's almost impossible for one person to find everything out there. Um, but let's go back kind of back to our, uh, our news section, right? There's only two things. This okay. first one you actually sent me over the weekend and, um, there was a Mashable article about saying everything geeks think they know about Kickstarter is wrong on here. So this is actually kind of, it kind of goes back to a while back where, um, Kickstarter decided to change the rules on how you can put projects on there. And it talks about how tech projects are now having a harder time to be put on Kickstarter because of the new restrictions and everything. And back to this fact where Kickstarter has tried to say 
many, many times that Kickstarter is not a store on there. Um, so, Drew, how, how, do, you, do you agree with it? Or? No, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I, th- I think the article is well-timed, and, and I think that it, it, it was a, a good, I don't know if you call it a marketing or PR move, but it was basically a good way to kind of position themselves again and say, we're about ideas. We're about getting people with ideas, you know, some traction. Uh, we're not about, you know, hey, I have a neat project. I want to see if there's you know, anything out there for it. Uh, I, I really, I think it's good to get back to these roots, and I'm, I'm glad to see that Mashable kind of dug into that and, I think it's interesting that they call that that you know everything geeks think they know about Kickstarter is wrong. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, it's it's just a nice way to just say okay, this this is really what we should be using it for. It's almost like a let's review the rules and policies. Yeah. So the only the only thing I don't agree with the article about is them saying that it's not a place to find tech projects. I think it's perfectly fine. For a place to put out tech projects and everything, but it needs to be super, super transparent. That's what, what we were the, at the beginning was the issue, and it was a growing pain. Was that you'd put out these rendered images and stuff, and people would look at them like, "Oh, I'm going to if I back this project right here, I'm going to get something shrink wrapped, boxed, ready to go." Um, and obviously, that's not what happens because some of these are first time starters. Some of these are um, right. big companies that are doing this, and. That's the one thing that I always want to try to push out when we do, when I'm featuring products is like I don't necessarily want to get anything out of this other than the satisfaction that I help these guys get their dream to come true on there and so like I you know I back a lot of projects and most of the time I don't honestly expect to get any of the rewards on there you know it it's nice to get them but I know that I help these guys um, fulfill a dream. Um, the example is the Pebble Watch. Um, right. When I was at CES, we got to go actually see uh, the Eric, the founder of the, of the Pebble Group, and you could tell he was like super excited, amazed that his idea of a watch actually came to fr- fruition on there. And to be honest, that is all I need is just be able to see that somebody's like, oh, "Crap, I can make my dream come true, or at least get closer and attempt at it." And I think that's all. All. all all, all anybody really wants in life, right? Right, but yeah, I think you're right. I think there's these people who are really passionate, have great ideas, and I love the idea of backing an idea. And, and it's kind of like that pat on the back that says, "That is a wonderful idea." I, you know, I'll support you in that. We just do it financially. I think I think the problem comes in when people are like, "I'm going to make a lot of money, so let's let's see. I can you know I can sew 50 pairs of pants. So I'll sell I'll sell them first. You know, what I mean, like there's there, that's the, the turnaround. So mm-hmm. I'm. I'm glad to see they kind of reiterated that. Um, yeah, tech projects. Tech projects. I think if they're idea based and like you said, transparent, makes sense. Yeah. All right. So um, the only other news, um, if you guys actually remember Steve from Game Launched, he actually sent me an email letting us know that uh, they're taking Game Launch to the next level right now, where you can actually get um, your game listed on their marketplace for. They'll waive the fees and it will be hosted on there for, um, let's see, what is it? From So from June 10th to July 10th, they'll waive all the listing fees for the game on the marketplace and it will be listed for free for three months. So if you guys have an indie game doesn't that's already fully finished and you're looking for a market, um, you know, check out these guys at Game Launched and you could have it because, you know, it'll give you good exposure. And, you know, if you guys remember back when we actually talked to Steve, I could really tell he believed in the idea of crowdfunding and I really want to help these guys out and get them. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big promo. That's awesome. Yeah. 
All right, so those are all the news right there. So let's go back to some more projects. All right, Drew. Um, so we Where had, are we going next? We had Life of Bitcoin, and then now we're going to the prop space gun project. Um, uh, yes, yes, which so I you, looked into. <laughs> th- this, this might sound a little weird to you, but I've actually, I actually, I actually um, have met Bill Duran before, and um, what he wants to do is actually – so what he what this is this is one of the cool, this is one of the coolest jobs ever. He's actually he makes replica props for a living. Like this is all he does for his living, and I think that is the coolest thing. And usually he makes props from video games, movies, TV shows. You know, a lot of kind of the geek related thing. And now he's actually making a crowdfunding project where he wants to build a um, his an original designed um, gun prop kit. So it's going to be fully. Mo- modifiable you can assemble it you can paint it any way you want um it's designed to be modular you can even fit electronics in it if you want sound effects or lights and everything um so he's planned this all out and he just needs kind of the tool he just needs you know this money to get the extra tools so he can make kits of these that are ready to ship so if somebody buys it he can ship it because he's working out of his basement right now and you know, if you follow him at uh, punishprops.com, you can see how much care and detail he puts into it. And I also can tell you that I know for a fact he puts detail and care to it because I actually won one of his props at Nertacular last year. Look at that! Go full and, screen on that yeah, baby. This Let's is this that. is this is a Mass Effect pistol that he actually assembled, and it is heavy. Like a lot of people think, a lot of these prop guns are light. This is this has some weight for it. If I like swung this around, I probably could take somebody out. Um, it, he sent it as a blank, and it's not painted because I have zero, like, zero painting skills. How and, you were supposed to do it, yeah. And I am really worried that I botched this up. So this is why this was painted. Because this is, like, he puts detail lines in it, and um, his replica gun's going to be even more because I think you can t- pull out the magazine and everything on there. So um, I really, really want to see this um, go through. And Bill, he's actually a pretty cool guy. Um, if I, I, he has a regular on a podcast I listen to and I love him. He's a pretty cool guy. And I, again, this is back to the grassroots. He actually, last year he quit his, you know, office job, do this full time. And I, I, you know, he's just, every time I see him, he's always taking it to the next level, making something even more extravagant and crazy. And I, you know, really want to help him out right there. So, um, what, what, what do you kind of think about this, Drew? Uh, uh, looking at the project, it looks like it's it's going places, and he has a lot of fans in that fan base. And this and this goes back to what Austin was talking about. I think he's got that community built. They know who he is. They know the quality of the stuff. And now he's got an idea that basically is something he wants to to kind of explore and and pursue. And he's got that community ready to to go when he says go. Because I was looking at the traction; it's already moving. It's got you know several weeks left. To yeah, go. he's already over fifty percent of his goal already, yeah. and he's twenty think- plus days. Yeah, and he's still going, so that's going to be super exciting right there. So you can see Bill on screen, and he's already got $16,000 raised. Yeah, he's so. doing great. Three weeks to go. I, what I think is I mean, it's neat looking. I love it. I love seeing those props when I go to cons to work, and, I, and it's kind of neat to see people walking around. There's huge guns, there's little guns. I love that kind of cosplay stuff. Um, while I'd never participate, I love to look at it. Uh, but I think what I love even more about this is that idea that he was able to take this hobby and drop his day job and Turn that into a way of life. And this this is just kind of one more way for him to say, you know what? I want a project that everybody can enjoy of mine, and here's a way to get on with it and help me build these build these modular kits the way that he wants. So uh, kudos. I'm excited for him. I'd back it. Yeah. Um, 
And Laser Norm's asking how heavy this gun is. The I don't know how much heavy the his prop gun is, but the Mass Effect rifle oh, pistol I have right now, um, it's you know probably a good uh, four or five pounds right there, and it's pretty heavy on. Um, so you when you hold it, you you feels almost like an actual um, pistol on there. So I'm super excited. So that's two backs from us right now, and uh, good luck, Builderan. And you guys should check them out at Punish Props or on Kickstarter and search for the Prop Space Gun Project, and you will find it. All right. I love that he's got he's got the Legacy Edition. Somebody's already backed that. For yeah. I love seeing those huge like uh, pledges. I love seeing those huge pledges back because it's just like, man, there's wow. I think part of it's me just saying there's people out there with money. Yep. <laughs> Did you know they have real money <laughs> and it's a lot of it. All right. Sorry. Moving on. All right. And so Drew, summer's upon us right now. Um, we're able. You're sitting outside right Finally. now, and I am. I love what, it. What's What What else do you do at summer? Barbecue well, you're time, grilling. right? Yeah, right. All yeah. right. So our next project is called the Soul Source, and the Soul Source is a uh, solar powered grill. You don't use any fuel. You know, heats up in minutes, and I think it's pretty cool because you're using the power of the sun, man. Captain Planet, right here, and. Uh, <laughs> It's it, and it's it's fairly big too. It's uh four point three feet, um, in diameter. It can hold up to forty pounds, which is nuts. Um, and it has a capacity of a, a twenty liter stock pot, and it can be assembled in thirty minutes. Um, okay, that's okay. I, I did not watch the video on this. Have you seen the video? Is it good? Yeah, and they've they they've made different prototypes and everything for this, and this is the final uh, prototype they got out of there, and it's crazy, crazy good looking and it they say you can make a uh hamburger in about couple in about six seven minutes and that was on a hazy day so all you got to do is point it at the sun and it's ready to go and it'll stay hot um and it's, yeah it's basic principle of, of solar heating concentrating it into one place and I, I i played with a lot of this stuff in in middle school my dad is a uh, science teacher so the idea is, is a great idea it's very simple and i guess i'm I guess part of me is surprised to see it as a Kickstarter project. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's neat, but it, there's a surprise there to me. It's kind of like, oh, somebody hasn't already marketed this. Yeah, to like it, it's it's nuts. And what's crazy is though the ones that I've seen, or like the probably the one you made in grade school. How long did it actually take to heat up a hot dog or something? Uh, yeah, about ten fifteen minutes yeah. probably to do a hot dog. Yeah, yeah, and, but and, they were small. Yeah, and then you you always have this worry. Well, what I love about this is they've actually kind of put a lot of thought into it, making sure they've, they've made the base heavy enough so it won't tip over. Um, they made it so you can actually assemble it in 30 minutes. They give you all the tools. So it's almost like an Ikea project now. Just bring it in, put your grill together, and you're pretty much good to go on there. Um, and is it, is it meant to be portable or is this meant to be like, okay, set this up in the backyard or at the, or at the office? I mean, I, I didn't catch... I'm not sure. What I, did get. I, I think it might be... Uh, I don't think I know it's, they talked about taking it or tra- doing something on the Himalayas or something like. Well, that's where they it. tested all of it was in the Himalayas, and yeah. then with the um, I think it was the Himalayan nomads, if I remember correctly, and they're just kind of, they they've tested all these models, and this one seems to work the best. Um, I, I'm I'm super excited about it, and you know it has all those different things. That I don't have to worry about it tipping over, or I don't have to worry about being too complicated it looks fairly simple to set up and you can hold a lot of food on there too i think you can grill up to almost nine hot dogs on there at once or uh, six hamburgers that's that's a fair amount of food that you can be cooking on there um 
I think they've got some traction going. I mean, they're they're a quarter of the way to their to their forty three thousand. They've got fifty days to go. I think the thing that struck me about this one is that they seem to be a a, a well established company that's already been doing this. It's got factories. I mean, they've already there's something about it that they've got more than just a community around an idea. And so part of me wonders how you know what what's new about this or what what merits crowdfunding maybe you can open my eyes on that one well it's from the looks of it i think they need the money to kind of do this initial run um because one and plus i think it's also an educational thing if you actually read their page there's a lot of information about how much co2 an american grill releases and how this is actually a more green alternative um Uh. other than the fact that being cool i'm like i'm still like you can use the sun to cook food uh, <laughs> on there, um, but there, there's a huge environmental impact that you can do when you're using this. You don't have to go worry about the propane tank or anything. Um, and I think they need the money for that initial run because they want to make a large enough batch where it's still kind of economical for people to buy it, um, right. but you know, not have somebody have to spend like a thousand dollars on a grill because that might right. slow it down on there so i because it's well well designed and this is what i look for a lot of projects though um especially these more tangible items is them kind of having at least a plan because i've seen people who don't have plans and they're totally overwhelmed these guys are like all right we just need enough money to start production and we can go that's, i think that's probably the sense that i got they, yeah. they, they really feel like they've got everything in order and they're ready to go with this first run and and it's it's um, I think it's farther along the the idea stage than I would expect. It's yeah. kind of like okay, we've done years and years of research, and now we're going to launch. We're going to make this many. We want you guys to come with us on the on this journey. Yeah, so but, La- yeah, it's exciting. La- Laser Norm mentions that one grill removes a carbon footprint of four Americans, which is crazy. I and I had never thought of granted I, I grill quite a bit in my backyard, but I had never thought of the emissions of you know of of grilling with my. That's my tank. I just never really occurred to me that I was, you know, a bad human. I guess. Yeah. I eat meat. I eat lots of fat, fat meat, and it's tasty. So this is nice <laughs> to have a little green footprint. It's good. On there. So, um, for me, I'd have to say track on there because the only thing that kind of draws me back is that this is probably not for everyone. If you're living in a tiny apartment, I don't think you're going to be able to fit a grill the size in there. Um, and the price is a little high. I think it's, uh, 200 and something dollars right there. But that being said, um, kind of back to that first story you mentioned, I, you still can kick them lower denominations, like a, a dollar to $5 to help push it. And I, I would definitely say if you have a couple bucks right now, just kick it their way and help this idea. Cause I think this is great. I've, I've seen other, um, implementations of these and it's sometimes they're bulky and they don't work well and you, it doesn't feel like it's going to last this one looks like it's it's there for the long run yeah they built this thing thick 50, 40 pounds total that's and that's brilliant because anytime you're out in the weather you've got all kinds of you know winds or other things i think that was part of the funnest part of, of making our own solar solar panel grillers in, in school was just playing with the weather the day of can we keep them together long enough to get any heat to cook our <laughs> hot dogs no this is great this is built solid and i too would say track track it and, and follow it along they look like again they've got some good traction going and plenty of time to do it um yeah this is one that, that you, you back the idea 
Yep. All right, Drew. So that's all the projects we have today. Um, wow, that was a whirlwind tour on there. We we, we covered a lot today. Um, if you guys have if you guys have any feedback or any suggestions, uh, send shoot us an email. Or if you have a project like Austin that you want us to feature, you want to come on the show, shoot us an email at kitcast at ktdata.net. Or you can find us on almost any social media site, such as Facebook at facebook.com slash ktdatanet, on Twitter at kitcast, or Google Plus, plus.kitcast.net. We should thank Google because we were using uh, Google Hangouts tonight instead of Skype. We totally hung out. And yep, that we'll hung out tonight. And for all you guys at home who are watching the recorded version, remember, you can always watch us live every two weeks. Our next episode is uh, June... Where's my mouse? Where's my mouse? It's June 25th on there. So um, you can always watch that at live.kickcast.net. Or if you guys saw any projects like, whoa, 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 what was the URL for Austin's Kickstarter project again? Just head on over to kickcast.net and there will be show notes that link you straight to the projects on the page and they're all pretty and pictureified too so i hope you guys enjoy that um if you guys are at home and you guys have itunes go leave us some feedback i you know i love any kind of feedback good or bad as long as it can help us improve the show um drew thank you so much i know like you were on the go most of the, the night and First of all, thanks for finding Austin and having him on the show, and thanks for being here. I have so much fun when you're here, and I'm always kind of sad when it's the fun. show almost ends. I'm like, oh man, I won't be able to <laughs> hang out with Drew for another. It's fun two and weeks. fast. I did. <laughs> no, I, I was. I was racing home to make sure that I'd get here in time. We uh, drove clear down to Sandy to to uh, buy a a piece of furniture and we got there it didn't fit in the back of the van i thought for some reason i'd fit it in the van with my kids and we tried to shove it in i'm like you're just gonna have to duck and then finally we're like okay do you have some rope we'll just strap it to the top so then driving home took longer because we had this huge thing strapped to the top of my van. Uh, i did that all for you because i wanted to race home uh, that, that is awesome um so again oh thank you for being here thank yeah. you guys Laser Norm, you're awesome. You always watch live. Thank you guys for listening at home or watching any kind of way. We have audio versions and video versions. You can find all of those at kitcast.net. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thank Bye. you. Bye.